President Joe Biden's decision to not participate in the New Hampshire primary has surprised Americans across the country. This primary has historically played a key role in choosing the next president of the United States. Many believe this could be a crucial blunder by the Biden campaign, while others admire the strategic choice. We had to find out the true impact this decision has made on both his campaign, the Democratic Party, and the very future of the New Hampshire's first in the nation primary status. This is India Green reporting from Bedford, New Hampshire. It's January 23rd. Beginning today's episode today is a very important guest. Yes, I'm State Senator Cindy Rosenwald. Senator Rosenwald represents the lucky 13th district that sits directly on the Massachusetts border. She also spent her childhood in Rye, New York, a nine-minute drive from our high school in Maranick. She's here today to share her opinion on Biden's absence from New Hampshire. So I've been on the steering committee because I understand that he's been a really great president for very difficult and stressful times. And while he's not on the ballot, I believe we are going to reelect him in November and I want to see him win the New Hampshire primary. It's a totally grassroots effort. We have nothing to do with the National Democratic Party or the State Democratic Party. It's a totally, it's a grassroots effort. By this point, it was easy to conclude the general mindset of the public. They thought that Biden didn't care about New Hampshire and didn't want to be on this ballot in the first place. But regardless of his physical absence, his team has continued the campaign in an attempt to capture the attention of New Hampshire voters. It was really cold over the weekend, and yet there were large visibilities all across the state, some of which were just randomly generated by the people who live in the districts. I've been getting a lot of mail. I've gotten some phone calls reminding me to vote tomorrow and write in Joe Biden and fill in the oval next to his name. And I've seen a lot of people holding signs. To Senator Rosenwald, Biden is the only person who can protect our democracy in the upcoming election. Well, we want him to continue to be our president. And I'm, I'm not happy with basically everything the DNC has done, but I'm thinking ahead to November and beyond and what I want to see for the future of our democracy, which I believe is at stake. Well, if you think about November, I think the path to 270 electoral votes goes right through New Hampshire. So we're going to make sure he wins New Hampshire again in November and that he gets our four votes to be president. Like most, she also predicts that the 2024 election will be a showdown between Biden and Trump. I am confident that Donald Trump is going to win here tomorrow. And we are a, probably a more moderate electorate than much of the country. So I'm pretty confident that he's going to be the nominee. And I'm equally confident that Joe Biden will be. To close, Senator Rosenwald offers an entirely new perspective on Biden and his presidency. I think he's been wildly successful. There are more Americans working today than at any point in American history. 
Well, I think a lot of Americans are just turned off by the whole ugly, divisive political world that we live in. And I think that's really a lot of it. People are just sick of hearing it. The 2024 election has heavily relied on the media to both inform and encourage voters. But at this point, Americans are tired of politics. According to The Hill, 78% of Americans feel that this country is heading in the wrong direction. Outside a Nikki Haley rally, we had the chance to talk to some poli-sci students who have been following Biden's ballot. Lindsay Bialecki. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts originally. Tori Kelleher. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. These university students have been focusing specifically on Biden's write-in campaign. When asked about his absence, they had this to say. I think it's a little unforeseen for him to remove himself. I mean, just switching the primary to South Carolina was a very interesting tactic at the DNC. Um, and I think New Hampshire is just one of those states that's going to stick to their roots and still do it. So it's, it's really fascinating to watch them be so motivated to have him win anyway. I think it's a big showing that even though he's not on the ballot, he has strong supporters here who are willing to come out and organize this through their own will. These students believe skipping New Hampshire could be a more strategic move. Instead, focusing on a different state, South Carolina. I think the DNC and President Biden are sort of working off the fact that New Hampshire may not be as representative of a lot of other people in the country as South Carolina is. I think it's an interesting choice. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina has a much larger black voter base, which a lot of political analysts have been watching that voter base in the past few elections. They're growing larger in the United States and they're becoming, they've always been important, of course, but they're becoming, you know, a bigger voter base to watch. I agree with their decision to do their primary in South Carolina, um, but I think the decision to remove himself on the ballot has left some disdain with some voters who lean Democratic. Overall, they don't believe it will have much of a negative impact on his campaign. I don't think long term, no. I think in, at the end of the day, people are going to vote largely along party lines. I think New Hampshire is a very important state. They set the tone. I don't know how large a support the um, write-in campaign has garnered, but I've seen a lot of people, you know, on the streets, street corners, holding up signs yeah. there on Saturday. <laughs> so I don't think in the long run that's going to hurt his chances. After hearing their perspective, we switched our focus to finding someone who sees this move costing him the election. Again, we have Peter Leachman, here to give us his perspective as both a member of the House and a New Hampshire native. He is also a supporter of Dean Phillips, preferring him because of his younger age. He's only 54. I think that's important to get somebody not 80-something on both candidates. But I just think it's time to pass the baton, as they say. I think you have to be very, you know, on the ground and very young at heart and mentally to be president of the United States. So I think age is a big, you know, issue both with both candidates. He, like many others, believe the New Hampshire primary has lost significance to many politicians. Joe Biden, a clear example. Uh, I think for an unelected group of individuals at DNC in Washington to say, oh, New Hampshire doesn't mean anything anymore. I think that's kind of pathetic. Well, I think he should have come to New Hampshire. You know, New Hampshire, even though we're small and only have four electoral votes, um, if you go back to the Gore-Bush election, if New Hampshire had voted for Gore, Gore would have been president. So four is pretty important. And the fact that he just ignored New Hampshire and this write-in campaign that they're mounting now, I think, could go the you know sideways, so to speak, because he's not going to get a big vote turnout. People are inherently lazy, like writing in someone's name. To close... He left us amazed with this last comment. 
And now there's an effort to write in ceasefire. And you've probably heard that. There's a group in New Hampshire that said write in ceasefire instead of Joe Biden's name because they're really concerned about what's going on in the Middle East, which is very troubling, certainly. While New Hampshire citizens may have a different idea for the best candidate, it seems that they can all agree on one thing the importance of these political campaigns and their state's stored role in choosing the next president. Oh, John, Needham, and Kathy. Outside the same Nikki Haley event, we were able to interview some Virginia natives. John is a retired congressman investigator, someone skilled in recognizing Congress's mishaps. Unbeknownst to us, John and his wife were more acquainted with Nikki Haley's campaign than we first expected. Our daughter is Nikki Haley's director of research. Like many others, the couple feels that Biden skipping the primary is a big mistake. I think he should have come. I mean, he didn't have to come. He should be on the ballot, though. But he, he finished fifth here four year, or three, yeah, four years ago. So I guess he figured he didn't want to take a risk of that again. Or, yeah, well, his strategy has been very low key. And I'm wondering if he's actually going to run. He might just pull out. And as expected, Biden's age was brought up in our discussion. Because he can't put two sentences together. I mean, have you seen have you seen him recently? I mean, I'm looking at him in January 21 when he became president, versus where he is today. You see him talking and whatnot. He's he's an old man, and I, I we have friends who are in the 80s, and they don't aren't anywhere like that. Much sharper than him. And like many, they hate the inevitability of a Biden versus Trump showdown. Oh, oh, jeez, that's a terrible choice. I have my nose. There's been a variety of opinions when looking at the state of Joe Biden's campaign, but there has been one constant. The New Hampshire primary is one of the key steps to winning an election. Once again from NPR, this is Andy Green reporting from Bedford, New Hampshire, and this was a New Hampshire Democrat wrap-up. Co-produced and written by Natalie Miles, Sam Jones, and Emily Scolby.